0: Hey yo, what the fuck is a palace sh- right here? The late night flight is paid for by the following. Time to play the game where we find out who's capping. It is this is
1: some.
0: This is the game where we find out if this is the bull. You already know I have the one and only co producer Smarts. What's going on? What's good? Yo, what's good with you? Chilling,
2: I'm chilling. I ain't in there, you know. Yeah? Yeah. Work. Work.
0: All right, let's get this going. <laughs> um, stunt double for former Detroit Piston great Bill Laimbeer and New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy has announced a new program designed to incentivize state residents to get vaccinated by offering them free beer. We're not going to be afraid to try new things, Murphy said, as he dubbed the program, get this, Smarts, shot in a beer. Smarts, I ask you, is this the bullshit that instead of New Jersey citizens getting vaccinated just to have a round of blue moon, we could have all held out for at least two more months so we can get negotiated, well, not so we can get negotiated, so that we could negotiate free rent
1: for vaccination.
2: Word, that is some BS.
0: You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, we could have, yeah. I yeah. mean and owes their own property. They, they 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 need that money.
0: The Portland Trailblazers has put a tweet out quoting the new 10th leading scorer in NBA history, Cheerio himself, Carmelo Anthony. Here's the quote that he said: A couple years ago, I didn't think I was going to be in this moment. I was out of the league for whatever reason. I'm back. I persevered, I stayed strong, I stayed true to myself, and now I'm here in the top ten. Smarts, I ask you, is it the bullshit can't do it as a nick?
2: He sure should have did it as a Nick. That's some big bull.
0: He's supposed to do that at home, bro. He bugging. First of all, <laughs> he ain't want to play with Amore. He ain't want to play with Linsanity. LeBron don't even want him as a Laker. Like, this is crazy. Yeah,
1: that's crazy. He's I, he was supposed, to, he was supposed to do that at home, man.
0: And finally... 20-year-old entangler in training and co-host of Will Smith's Red Table Talk. Willow Smith reunited Jada Smith's band Wicked Wisdom on the most recent episode of Red Table Talk as a surprise Mother's Day gift. Smarts, I ask you. I ask you, Smarts. Smarts, I ask you. Did Willow do the bulls**t by gift-wrapping her mother August in May? Don't answer that. Don't answer that. You ain't got to answer that. You already know what the bulls**t. I mean, come on, Willow. Just give your mother August and May. She already had it. Might as well gag it. Thank you. F- you. Bye bye. You got me at Taylor and Traded. It. <laughs> a- <laughs> Hold on. Her- everybody on a Martin, everybody marching for a young nigga like me to get tsunami on it. I'ma get it. I'ma win a baby. I'll be on my curry till I crash and bird 40 on attack. Yeah, I'm making nerdy if it's at the appellation to the
3: appellation. I'ma do whatever that they take to make up like nation. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sweets, and I'm your Chief Flight Attendant. On behalf of the pilot and the entire crew, welcome aboard the Late Night Flight. And here is your captain, the now River of New Jersey, the pilot of Tuskegee Training, the greatest Henny Badger who has ever lived, the creator of Black Pilot Radio and the Late Night Flight. Here is the victorious one, Nisur Nuru.
0: To all of my passengers, I just want to say hello to you. We will be taking off in five minutes. Please, before we do... Do us a solid. Give us a like on our Facebook page. Please also double tap us and follow us on Instagram at the late night flight. Please do the same on Twitter. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on iHeartRadio. You can find us on YouTube, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts are available. But let me get into my piece. I do not know what was Senator Tim Scott's problem, okay? Senator Tim Scott had a response to President Biden's address to a joint session of Congress not too long ago, and he said that America isn't a racist country. Yeah, I know. Did you hear that? Let me tap my mic for a second. Is this thing on? Are you serious? America isn't a racist country? If America wasn't a racist country, I couldn't read off my man's wiki the way I'm about to read off it right now. Here we go. Since 2010... Black senator and black Republican token, Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina, has been in the field of political science. And since January 2017, Scott has been one of 11 African-Americans to have served in the U.S. Senate. And the first to serve in both chambers of Congress as a senator and as a member of the House of Representatives. He is the seventh African-American to have been elected to Senate and the fourth from the Republican Party. He is the first African-American senator from South Carolina. The first African-American senator to be elected from the southern United States since 1881. Okay, I think that's slavery, Tom. I don't even know yet. But anyway... In addition to his political career, he is also a breadwinner in the insurance game. He owns an insurance agency entitled Tim Scott Allstate. Let me say that one more time. In addition to his political career, he also gets insurance bread because he owns his own, you know, authorized private retailer of Allstate entitled Tim Scott Allstate. So Tim, my man, You are a successful young black man in this racist country.
1: What do you got to say about that? The country where my grandfather in his 94 years saw his family go from cotton to Congress in one lifetime.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. You got bars, bro. Say that one more time. Yo, people didn't hear that. I don't think Nas and Hov heard that. They may want to put you on a feature with DJ Khaled. Say that one more time.
1: The country... Where my grandfather in his 94 years saw his family go from cotton to Congress in one lifetime.
0: You went from cotton to Congress in one lifetime. Are you out your cotton picking? You know what? I won't even do that. That's not nice. So in 2018, you were also interviewed by Tim Alberta, a national political reporter for Political Magazine, where you said, God made me black on purpose. For a specific reason, it has helped me to help others who have been locked out of an opportunity in many ways. Huh? If you're going to say something like that, then America has to be a racist country. They wouldn't give you all of your accolades the way they did on Wiki if this wasn't a racist country. Trump would not have you to the left of him having these, uh, you know, having these press conferences and have you as a black face, no pun intended. If this wasn't a racist country, now you can say, hey, you wrote up these laws and you did this and you did that. But guess what? As long as you're a Republican writing laws, guess who's not going to let you have those laws? Uh, The Democrats. That's how that's going to happen. But you know what? That's cool. That's cool. I'm not a politician. I don't get paid to you know, act like I like people. Let's talk about someone that most people do like. All right. And we're talking about vice president of the players club, Lisa Ray, a.k.a. Yardie Queen herself, Vice President Kamala Harris, because she had to, you know, respond to what you said, Tim Scott. This is what she said.
3: Senator Tim Scott said last night that America is not a racist country.
0: Do you agree with that? And what do you make of his warning against fighting discrimination with more discrimination?
4: I believe that we need to, well, first of all, no, I don't think America is a racist country, but we also do have to speak truth about the history of racism in our country and its its existence today. And I, I applaud the president for always having the ability and the courage, frankly, to speak the truth about it. He spoke what we know from the intelligence community. One of the greatest threats to our
0: national security is domestic terrorism manifested by white supremacists. Domestic terrorism? Manifested by white supremacy? Uh, hold on. Joe Biden's home health aid just got on my God (laughs) nerves. America's not racist, but y'all let former grand wizard of the KKK, David Duke, get to hang out at ShopRite and buy produce still to this day. Why is he not exiled out of this country? For the last eight years running, y'all have found ways to get the Latino and Hispanic community out of y'all way because y'all know they're going to multiply like hotcakes in 60 years, okay? In 60 years, it may be President Gutierrez, President Jennifer Lopez, President Alex Rodriguez, and there's nothing y'all can do about it because this country is run by the population, not by anything else. It's all about how many people exist in this country. And since this country is governed by white people, that means, and it's populated by white people, overpopulated by white people, 62% of this country by white people. That means it gets to be governed in the eyes of a white American, in the spirit of the white American. Now, Tasha, check me out. I know I asked you to wear your Norfolk State University paraphernalia, even though the audience doesn't see that. All right, so we got some bright yellow shirts on. We looking real good. Our melanin right now is looking real good with these colors. However, we did it because we like to do research All right. We have researched. We have researched why this country is actually racist for those who did not know. So, Tasha, take it away. Well, I brought up a couple of fun facts on why
4: America isn't racist. Um, Let's say 14 year old Emmett Till lost his life in 1955 for whistling at a white woman, a.k.a. Becky. But he got killed for what? Because he was black. Then we have the Voting Rights Act of 1965. Why was this passed if this America isn't racist? Because Blacks didn't have the right to vote. But did you know, in the year 2000, Alabama Amendment 2, known as the Alabama Interracial Marriage Amendment, was proposed, was a proposed amendment to the Alabama Constitution to remove Alabama's ban on interracial marriage. I In bet you,
0: 2000. I bet you Vice President Kamala Harris would have not liked that with her white husband. But anyway, continue.
4: Fun fact about that is it was approved with a 60% approval. The 40%. What about them? They're not racist.
3: Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. last
4: year, Louisville... Georgia just made plans to remove the market house, a historic marker that has been sitting in the middle of the city for over 220 years. So the market house was where they sold slaves, but yet we aren't racist, but we have people to this day driving in that city, looking at this big marketplace in the center of their city where they were selling women, children, babies, for money, because I forgot we weren't, we were cattle, but America is not racist, and those are a couple of fun facts.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, the captain has turned off the fastened seatbelt sign, and you may now move around the cabin. However, we always recommend to keep your seatbelt fastened through the trials and tribulations while you're seated. In a few moments, the flight attendants will be passing around the drink menu as well as the brunch menu. We only have chicken or waffles or both. So choose wisely and thank you for flying the late night flight.
0: The real life version of Lex Luthor, Elon Musk, is crowdsourcing ideas for his upcoming Saturday Night Live appearance. And he's even pitching some of his own sketch ideas on social media. All right. He wasted no time sharing some ideas that he wanted to see come into reality. So check, check these out, Natasha. You let me know if you think this is funny. He has one called Irony Man. Okay, not Iron Man, Irony Man, a character who defeats villains using the power of irony. what do you think about that? You think that's funny? Nah. Okay, what about this one? What about Baby Shark and Shark Tank who merge to form, get this, Baby Shark Tank. What about that? Nah. Okay. Nah. What What about What about woke James Bond? You like You like the theory in that woke James Bond? <laughs> no. I <laughs> wonder. Do it, Do would woke James Bond just wake up black? I, Probably. Who would you want to see as a block a a block a black James Bond? I would go with Idris Elba for me personally. What about you?
4: Uh, what's the guy on uh, Snowfall? You know. The I can't think of his name, but the guy from Snowfall, he'll be a nice James Bond.
0: Is he the main character, the, the young? The black main man?
4: character, yeah. Really? The one from yeah. really? You think he'd be good? Yeah, yeah I think he'd be
0: good. Oh, huh. I bet. I mean, I, I, if it wasn't going to be Idris, I probably would just you know go Michael B. Jordan. Why not? Because he's doing all the action movies right <sighs> now anyway.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I dig it. I dig it. Now the Weekend Update co-hosts and. First black lead writer of Saturday Night Live, Michael Che, said that this would be awesome. He said having Musk hoax would be exciting. He's the richest man in the world. And how could anybody not be excited for that? Now, this is his story because even though Trump is now technically a politician, so they have have politicians either host or be featured on Saturday Night Live. But they never had a non-celebrity CEO host. Saturday Night Live. So me personally, I definitely believe that he had an army helicopter, right? Just flying over the Hudson with a big ass yacht, right? And then they dropped the yacht in the water. Elon Musk was already on the yacht. He drove the yacht because he he has a Vladimir Putin uh, syndrome. He, he has to control everything. So he personally drove the yacht, pushed the captain aside. No, I'm the captain now. Captain Phillips style. I'm driving... To the coastline of the Hudson, get into New York City. He already has a cyber truck ready for him already. All right. And him and Lucifer just drove down 30 Rockefeller to NBC Studios, went to go talk to Lauren Michaels and said, look, me and Lucifer here, we're trying to figure out how much it costs to host. And he said 10 million. And he said, Lucifer, what you think? Hey, yo, you about to make this hot. Pay him. And we and he said, yo, you got a cash app, Venmo, what you got, bro? I got you right now. I'll see you May 8th. And this is wild to me because I didn't even know Elon Musk was funny. All right. So, Tasha, what's your thoughts about a non-celebrity CEO getting to host Saturday Night Live? Like how much you think it costs Elon Musk to host Saturday Night Live?
4: I said about 10 mil, too. That was my thing. All I know is if he makes jokes about the Dogecoin, that's good because my Robin Hood account is going up a little bit. So that's all I care about. You because know what?
0: Robin Hood. You know what? That that actually was a funny joke. That that's not bad. That's not bad. You know what? Hold on. Give me give me a second. Give, give me a second. am going gonna do some things that I usually don't do. get no no no. Matter of fact, say say the joke one more time. Say it's all good. Say the, say the joke one more time. I got your back. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
4: I mean, as long as he makes a see why you put me on the spot. All yeah, right, just yeah, do it.
0: So. It's all right. It's all right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do it.
4: I mean, all I know is as long as he makes a joke about the Dogecoin, that's all that matters to me because my Robin Hood account has been going up this week.
3: (laughs) The captain has informed me that it's time to get the woofers to bang in. New music. I repeat new music on the Fastest Rising podcast and podcast entertainment. Thank you for flying the late night flight.
1: Hey, shit is look, uh-uh.
2: check it, look, uh Big talk for the more boys, look, be back, that's so noise look, Got chicken what four toys, we'll knock them down if you know noise That chicken talking too wild, That's chicken running to flex, look, look. My chicken talking too wild, and my niggas gonna need some respect These niggas think they a threat, look My chicken coming for next, look My niggas play with the tech, and the
1: tech going play with us fast, look uh. Big boy, big click. I got a ghost with me, look, look
2: Full big pick and my dog, so G, Look, in a pin will in the park. Look, proof. Uh, how about the range? Iron Man pushes start. Look, in a car for like twenty stops. Look, and you know I'm lurking when it's dark. Look, uh, huh. and I got a cast on like, uh. and I got my mask on like, uh. showing my ass on like, riding around with Scooby. Look, look, knock his head off, riding around with Kooby. Look, look, knock his dread off. Bobby kill his man. Uh, uh. That's the dead loss. Look, that's the dead
3: loss. What the f-, f is that pilot f- 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 right here? Thank you for flying the late night flight. It's time for me versus Google, not you, the captain.
0: All right. I have the CEO of BBS Entertainment, the one and only Jersey, is with me on the late night flight, as always, on our me versus Google segment. Uh Now, usually, we would go get uh, something from Google and put this on blast. But today, we're going to do something special. Top 10 90s rap acts, okay? Uh The 90s was a dope decade. It had some of the best rap artists, some of the best rap groups. So Jerz said, yo, we're not going to do just rap solo acts. We're going to put some groups in the top 10 too. I'm like, of course we will. You're the plug, whatever that you need, my man. So Jerz, start us off. You run down your 10, because the, the the first five I heard, not the first five, but I'm talking about from 10 to 6, you don't really have no uh, you know, numerical. You just got names. And then from five to one, you're like your top five is like solid from what I hear.
1: Facts. Okay, so take us away, bro. All right, so even though I don't have a number, okay, we're gonna go number 10, LL Cool J. Nice, okay. Nine DMX. Okay, wow. He's kinda
0: that's kinda high. Like he's not lower. I'm sorry, I shouldn't I shouldn't have said nothing. Continue. No, that's nine. He's not, he's not in my top five. That's what I'm saying. Like he he's okay. I'm listening.
1: Snoop. Okay. Seven. Okay. Um, no, that's eight, my bad. Seven. All right, hear me out. All right. I have a group slash an artist. Okay, well, I'm listening. Okay, so and they neither one of them have anything to do with the other. But I couldn't take neither one off of my list. All right. right? All right. So I got EPMD mm-hmm. as the group. Okay. And I also have Little Kim. Wait, hold up. What? Hey, yo. They, they what have the nothing f- to do with each other. I thought you was going to say Eric Sermon. No. Eric Sermon is EPMD. All right. You have 50 seconds to explain this. What All is right. this? So, again, they have nothing to do with one another. Uh, here's the duchy. Yes. Explain that while you smoke. This yeah, is ridiculous. I might, I might need this. This is ridiculous. Go ahead. I, can, I have to have Little Kim in my top 10. Okay. Little Kim was female hip-hop in the 90s. Of course, definitely. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. She was very raunchy. Yes. She came out not giving a F, and she was talking to dudes like we was talking to women yes. during that time. Yes. I got to respect that. Yes. But legacy-wise, that's why LL is in my top 10. Legacy-wise and what they also meant to the culture and how they started things off as far as people following behind their footsteps, Okay. we got to have EPMD in there and I can't take neither one off my list.
0: All right, what's the next number? <laughs> Fine. All right, the next one... Um, I mean, why not just put Junior Mafia there? I mean, it just makes more sense or yeah, something. Yeah, Junior like,
1: Mafia don't belong.
0: What I do get it. Do? I, yo, yo, but EPMD, like... When well, you, well, you think
1: Junior Mafia, you think C's and D-Rock, right?
0: But, but it's Eric Sermon and Paris Smith, not Eric Sermon and Kim. All right, you trying to be a... But a little gosh. bit A little bit But but I, I mean because mean it, the curse I'm so sorry. No no that's fine That's fine Smarts leave that one in <laughs> How
1: about that But what I'm trying to say is like I can't take neither one off my list They have nothing to do with each other But okay. I can't take them off my what, list What's the next one? We at number six. five now or It's no, number, six? number six Okay Naughty by Nature Cool Number five Wu-Tang Okay Okay Number four Nas Okay Number three Jay-Z Okay Number two, Biggie. Okay. Number one, Tupac. Okay. And I yeah. challenge anyone to challenge my list, including yourself, sir. Yo. I,
0: I, will, I will say, top five, we're 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 we're, bark, we're barking up some trees. Okay. The same redwoods. All right. But let me get to my real fast. So number ten, I have Scarface. Why? Why? Well, never mind. Never mind no, no. On top of my head, on top of my head, cause what what I did was I put fifteen rap acts down, and then I had to break them down by uh, to ten. My deal breaker was what was their album sales. Eff it, that's what I'm into. Everybody into something. Impact bars. I'm into album sales. I want to know, did you have a commercial mainstream American success? So Scarface, in, with five albums, went gold one time. The other four albums went double platinum. That's why they call him the King of the South, ladies and gentlemen. Number 10, Scarface. But
1: well, just before you go to number nine, I just I just want to say because okay. you know what I mean I gotta pat myself on the back. Okay. He don't compare to nobody in my top ten. But again, Okay. I mean back in the 90s, bro. Nah. Yo, sorry. listen, let's let's say that in Houston. You gotta put it for Houston. No, I mean, I'm, I'm
0: just hey, listen, that's all I'm saying. Well, Houston's a big place. Let's let's say that stuff in Houston. Let's see how that goes. I can't do that. All he's, right, he's a god in Houston. That's All right, that's go the to point. Thank you. You made and you made my point. He's not Look, a god to hip
1: hop. He's a god in
0: Houston. He's the king of the south. He was the president of
1: Death Jam South. What do you mean he's not a so god? Let me, of rap? let me ask you a question. Is yes, he, is he more of a god than LL? Probably. He's more of a rap guy. He could be. Than LL Cool J. I would say yes. Mr. Mama Said Knock You Out. Yeah. Mr. Rock the Bells. And by the way, I don't have
0: LL on my top top. I feel bad. He's honorable mention, but we'll get to that in a second. All right. Number nine, Wu-Tang Clan. Number eight. Number eight, Bone Thugs in Harmony. And we're talking about just 90s. We're talking mm-hmm. about, remember Wu-Tang only had two albums in the 90s And, and the, the them doing their solo thing Made it even stronger just as a unit But Tracks. as a group though Bone Thugs had four albums One was a dud But the next three each went four platinum each Okay there you go Bone Thugs of Harmony Number seven Ice Cube Number six DMX Number five Jay-Z Number four Nas Number three Snoop Dogg Number two Biggie Number one Pac
1: Snoop is in your top five. Snoop is... Snoop was the one of the biggest... of the 90s. Yeah, one Snoop, of the biggest. Snoop... He's
0: talking about rappers. Yo, look. Okay, uh, he's, as a rap act, again, as having commercial American success, Snoop Dogg was one of the biggest rap acts in the 90s, period. I, I agree. He's in my top ten. That's what I'm saying, 90s. But he's not top five. Um, look, I think Snoop Dogg is, was bigger than Nas in the 90s, bigger than Jay-Z in the 90s, because West Coast was running in the 90s, okay? DMX, he was bigger than DMX. You know what I'm saying? He was bigger than Ice Q. He was bigger than Ice Q. Because Ice Q was early. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's where I'm at. But let's get to our honorable mentions. (laughs) Okay, Miles was LL Cool J. Redman. Redman was my honorable mention. Like I really wanted him to be in my top 10 so bad that I was trying to find some way. Naughty by Nature was one of my honorable mentions. Uh, Yeah, I couldn't put him in my top 10. Nah, nah. Wait. Uh, do I have my album sales on Naughty by Nature? Four albums. Now, now, this is not bad though. One-time platinum, one-time platinum gold, and then the last one was a dud in the '90s. That was the uh 1999 album. That was a dud. But um, yeah. I mean, it, it was it was fine. they was fine. I mean, if I'm not gonna put the locks in there, I ain't gonna put Naughty by Nature in
1: there. Screw it. So you saying Snoop right better than Trutch? Snoop do not rap better than Tretch. Right, but Tretch. But, but the fact no, 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 that no, 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 Tretch. Next one. We, you can oh. answer my question. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I have no problem with
0: answering certain, a lot of this stuff. Uh, <laughs> Master P. Master, oh, I love Master P. That's my dude. Uh. That's a dude that can't rap, but I love him. The first Jeezy. <laughs> nah, he's not the first Jeezy, but I'm being Nah, funny. he's
1: the first Jeezy, definitely. <laughs> he's definitely uh, the first uh, Jeezy.
0: Uh, 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 I'll give you that. Oh, shoot. But yeah, that's my man. Who else I got in here that's that? Oh, Outcast. I Day didn't my put damn honorable mention. Yeah. I got yeah, Red yeah. Man,
1: Fuji's, Outcast. And even though you don't consider him to be a rapper, I'm gonna go with Dre.
0: That's cause the Chronic was so good of an album. He got someone like you, the CEO of the entertainment company, talk about, yeah, like that's what I would did. I would have did that. Somebody I would've have made my this.
1: own album You know what I'm saying Of course I, I'm an artist I, I believe It was the biggest Selling hip hop um, album In the 90s
0: Yeah I think it might be wrong I think it's one of the Three greatest rap albums That was ever made Period <sighs> Yeah, I disagree. It's one
1: of the top three ever. The chronic. sold yes, album sold yes, but tell me, made? give me, give me, give me, give me four Sonically, albums. yeah, I got you. Sonically, I'm with you. I think Reasonable Doubt is a better album. I think um, Nas' first joint is a better album.
0: Illmatic, yes, I, would, I think I would, Illmatic I
1: would, is a better album. I would disagree, but okay. I think Life After Death is a better album. Nah, I think All Lies see, on you me know is a better album. Yo, oh, I'm. Mean, oh. You know what I mean? Like, and that's pop. Like.
0: Right, that, 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 was, that was like four albums you said that was better, and I would only agree with three of them. So. Which is the one you don't agree with? Um, Hold on. You said. Reasonable Doubt. I agree with that one. Life After Death. I kind of agree with that one.
1: It was written in All Eyes on Me. I don't agree with It Was Written. You don't agree with It Was Written? Or Illmatic as being better than. Five chronic. mics when a source meant something. That's five fine. mics. Five That's mics. Fine.
0: That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. The chronic was also a five mic album. I can
1: put each album up against each other and the lyricism and what paints a movie better.
0: I'm is glad I'm different. glad I'm glad you're talking about that because that it, it brings me to my monologue and why I wanna go talk about Jay-Z and Nas. Hey yo, what the f this the palace right here. What up, passengers? This is your captain speaking. We'll be arriving in New York Liberty in about 20 minutes, but if you look out your window, you'll see that famous skyline from New York City. And every time, every time I fly past it, I always think to myself, who's the best MC? Biggie, Jay-Z, or Nas? I'm happy that you talked about that because we're talking about someone that is the better lyricist versus someone that is the better presentation. And I believe, I believe that in the most classic rap beef or the most important rap beef that happened in modern rap was Jay versus Nas. I agree. Because I believe that Jay did the job for Nas so Nas can put Jay over. Now y'all like, what, what, what are you talking yeah, yeah, about? Do
1: that. What you mean did the job? Yeah, see, this is wrestling terms. Definitely.
0: This is wrestling terms. i to
1: explain for the folks that don't know.
0: Real fast, when you do a job, basically, I'm going to lose. I'm going to purposely take this L. Now, I know y'all like, well, wrestling fake. Now, I'm not talking about in that way. We're saying that in the business, in the behind the scenes, I'm going to take this L. So, I'm going to explain right now. So, when Jay lost to Nas, that means people would know that despite Jay-Z's success— all right, up until 2001, because we're talking about this 90s run, which was an impeccable run thus far or so far. Nas, it should be recognized as an elite talent who can stand toe-to-toe to Jay-Z and he can defeat Jay-Z. But like any respectable warrior who suffers defeat, they're going to live to fight another day. They're going to live to regain strength and, and make... Like American gangster, Magna Carta, Entitled, Watch the Throne, Rock Nation, Rihanna, Create a Lie about Infidelity, and even use it in his new hit song, Nas on DJ Khaled's new classic song, Sorry Not Sorry, out now on Title. So, Jers, I want to ask you, it's not about the better presentation, Before or about the better, me, what's up,
1: like, what's up, on, what's, up what's up, what's up, what's up? I got, I'll, I'll let you talk. It's mm-hmm. your little, you know what I mean? Yes, Get, okay. Your little promo on and sh- I do that well. Yes. But um, what I'm trying to understand is you you made a statement yeah. and you was like, first you said he did a job for yeah. Nas. Yeah. And then you made it seem like Nas wasn't known to be on the same level as Jay Z when this battle happened.
0: Well, hold on. Is, is that the, was, your... you, was you saying, okay, let me ask you this. Okay. Let me ask you this. Because the question I wanted to ask you was do you think that Jay Z purposely lost that battle? So that he could win the war in the future, but we'll get to that in a second. To answer what you just said, what was the question again? So I'm sure to answer it Are properly. Are you
1: saying that Nas was not on the same level as Jay? Because you made a statement like Nas oh, talent. That way. Nas talent. I think in the
0: American public, on a commercial mainstream level, I think people know that Nas has elite talent. Mm-hmm. But I think that the success, the success of Nas, hasn't churned out in the way that Jay Z's run has. During that time. During that time, definitely. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I could agree with that. That's all I'm saying. That's that's all I'm saying. To a certain level. To a certain level. I mean, that's like, think about in the NFL. They'll be like, yo, this guy, Derek Carr, has elite talent, but he's the 14th best quarterback running around. So basically, I'm running around knowing about your potential, and I know your potential because I've seen you win games, but at the same time, I'm looking at Patrick Mahomes, and I'm like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, you're being disrespectful. You just compared Nas to Derek Carr.
0: Okay, so let me use... (laughs) No, no, no. Hey, how about this? How about this? Nas can be Aaron Rodgers and Jay-Z can be Tom Brady. Okay. Let's do it like that. I give him all the respect in the world and I love Aaron Rodgers. Like Nas is like one of my personal favorite rap artists. Mm -hmm. I still got him number... In that
1: analogy, you're saying Nas is better than...
0: I think Nas does some things better than Jay-Z. Nas is a better lyricist. Point blank, period. Mm-hmm. No, Nas is a better lyricist, but see what? You know what makes you say, mm, like that? I'm going to tell you why, because Jay-Z's a better presenter. He presents, he delivers what he wants to say well. His delivery better, is second to that, none. I that's what I'm that. saying, and, pre, and presentation means something. Presentation. I don't think people really understand how, yo, presentation helped Lil Wayne become that booty 40, 400 degrees rapper, and then he changed his style. Presented himself differently, like his delivery with the punchlines. He started rhyming like a New York, New Jersey type dude. Double entendres, all that goofy. Well, not goofy, that's actually kind of dope. But it was goofy because I'm like, this Southerner don't really spit like this. He came out here wilding and he turned up. He you know, he turned the mixtape game upside down. Ghostwriters. Riders. That's, hey, listen. Whatever you want to say. Tell I mean, it ain't worth for Gilly. It didn't work for Gilly. It didn't work for Gilly, but it but, did work for Weezy. But Gilly didn't have momentum. Weezy did. But that's, well, look, man. Somebody got a, somebody
1: got a raw stagecoach while the, while the train moving. Nas is a god. Yes, absolutely. Jay-Z is a god. Absolutely. Now, my personal favorite of the two is Jay-Z. Okay. However. All right. No, he did not lose the war. I mean, lose the battle so that he can win the war. He yeah. actually tried to win the battle. He started the battle. Okay. Technically, right, when I say I he you. started to battle I me. Mean, he put out a commercial record mm-hmm. on a commercial album. He did. Going at night. It was hard. You understand what I'm saying? There was Subliminal, was going back and forth before that. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Right. There was another commercial record, It's That Your Chick, with Missy Elliott and, and Memphis Bleak. Like, people don't get into the, the real behind the scenes, deep, you know what I mean? But whatever. It was initiated like the flag was set down. I declare war when he released Takeover. Mm-hmm. Nas was quiet for like five months. For a little bit, yeah, right? he, was, he right? was. That's a long time, especially in today's era. That's a long time. I mean, it we'll, was we'll two thousand one, though. We'll we'll come back to that in a minute. Right, right, That's right. still a long time. I know. I dig it. I you dig feel it. what I'm saying. I dig it. I feel you. Cause I, I feel remember you. when Beans and Jada went at it. It was like every day. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? But anyway. He waited a long time and he came back with Ether. Now, Ether was I am a huge Jay-Z fan. Anyone that knows me will tell you that I'm gonna go hard for Jay. Right. But that record, Ether, right? Destroyed Jack. That was the greatest rap Beef song ever. Now, when I when it, the question was, uh-huh. did he do the job so that he could win the war? Yeah. The answer is no, because he went to hot ninety seven after Ether came out okay. and released Super Ugly. That's him trying to win the battle. I see what That's you're saying. Effort. Me and AI got battle. more
0: in Carmen. Uh huh. More in balling and ramen. Get it? More, more in Carmen. Carmen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I got yeah. you. I rest,
1: got you. The rest of the song was trash. So
0: he I missed this. Hit, hit, all right. I, I could I could sum my thing up pretty quick. I, hopefully, like in 50 seconds. I, so basically, my thing is the reason why I say he purposely lost because the songs that you put out that that doesn't matter. Is I'm looking at the next 10 years after that. So they both put out albums after 2002, 2003, a Mm -hmm. bunch of albums. And then on top of that, not a bunch, but I
1: got you. I I mean, I get your point. I get your point.
0: When they're supposed to be like, you know, oh, we about to be done with this. The next era about to come and then poof, four or five more albums. I'm like, I got oh, you. come on now. You know what I'm saying? I got you. And, and I mean, it's to Jay-Z and Nas credit, they have put out some really good albums in their afterpass of their, you know, their post-retirement
1: era of their music. Yeah, to Jay's credit, but I got you.
0: You don't think some Nas put out some, some classics? I'm going to say classics, but he put out some good after, albums.
1: After? After 2003? So after Stillmatic. I'll say after
0: Stillmatic, yes. Godson. Godson, that was a good album that's it that was it that's it you don't like um, the n-word no or the untitled one no No? what
1: about the new one no really well I haven't heard the new one with spicy in it you talking about the one that just came out with spicy like, in it with ASAP Ferg yeah, I haven't, heard, I haven't heard that one everyone before that one yeah trash oh man and I, I like Nas is on my top five like, I mean Jake I, I 444 four. Magna mm-hmm. Carta was a good album I, I like think, four, four, four. That was classic. He though. hasn't released a bad album since then. Yeah, I feel you on that. I feel you. That. I feel Maybe you that. Blueprint two. You mean Blueprint three. No Blueprint two. You don't like blue? Yeah, Blueprint two was kind of that was the double album. That
0: was the double it album. Was, that was that was a bit much. Was, uh, if it was one album, it'd have been fine.
1: The black album. Yeah, fire, fire. That was crazy. You understand what, crazy. what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. He pre-
0: he presents his stuff well. Like most of his stuff is just well themed out. It's, it's themed on something like the black album was supposed to be his farewell. He had the documentary. He over here at Timberland Studio. Like that's what I'm saying. Like he's such a presenter. And my thing is, I just feel like, yo, you know what? He ran Def Jam. Then he got Nas a job at Def Jam. Got Nas a couple of albums over there. Then they start doing shows together. Now they doing these songs together. I just feel. And then now, it's a different version of Jay now. Like, like yo, I don't, look, I don't know if you're realizing this lately, but if you heard that Jay Z verse in What's Free, I said, hold up, this is a new Jay. Jay doing that, Jay doing that mega herbal spirituality uh, conscious. Right I'm just saying, though, like, this new Hove is at a different This is like a Hove that, like, I feel like people that didn't like Jay and was like, he always on some business, <laughs> he never wanna talk that real. All right, you're I getting you I you're getting I in now. I it now? You getting it now? That's what I'm saying, and it's and it it sound bold, and it sound very honestly, it sound pilot, it sound like a leader going on. I just feel like maybe he do oh, he took that L just to like cause mind you, that L ain't
1: slow him down. Yeah, but that it's, L ain't slow him down. It's two different mentalities, bro. Like you okay. got one that came in the game as a CEO, as a boss. That's J. He came in partnering with Def Jam. He didn't get no record deal. No, he got a distribution deal, partnership. Okay. Rockefeller with Def Jam. Right, okay. Nas came in as an artist.
3: Thank you for flying the late night flight. We're about to get to our next destination. But before we do, we strongly recommend to drink responsibly and pass that bong to me. You feel me? (laughs) I got bars. Oh, and give us a follow on Instagram at the late night flight. And give us a like on Facebook, the late night flight. And thank you for flying the
0: late night flight. So are you ready? I am. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was ready, but I wanted to be a little extra. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. I won't, sorry. I won't be extra. I won't be extra. Come on. I got you.
4: All right, Nassor, Are you ready? Hell yeah, I'm ready for you. All right. Welcome to Disaster Data 101. I'm Natasha Renee.
0: And I am the sexiest man that you have ever known. I am the victorious one the greatest Henny Badger who has ever lived, the 5'5 brick himself, Nasua Nuru.
4: Come join this disastrous journey where we talk about our dating horror stories,
0: real issues,
4: and how we can work through these issues in today's society. And today's episode is, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the magnums that we used up.
0: No. Okay. I'm sorry.
4: No.
0: No. 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 I mean, no. Uh, that 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 would have been a good I, remix. Uh,
4: I'm trying not to get in trouble this episode.
0: Well, I mean, listen. I think that our producer should know. That's right. Our producer. Now you're part of you're part of this with us. Our producer should not know about the things that we used to do. Okay. If we did do we didn't anything,
4: do- <laughs> we didn't do anything. <laughs> That's But everybody always assumes, so we just going to keep it like that.
0: That's what I like to do. I love doing things like that. I'm with you. Yo, word, you slapped that fat chick around in the butt and all that stuff. Like, yeah, I sure did. Yep, I sure did. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, but let's talk about the sex. What's going on? Oh, matter of fact, that's my line. So I listened to one of my favorite episodes on your podcast, the Disaster Dating 101 podcast. Please find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, all that good stuff. And you were having this uh this kink, this kink style conversation. Well, not conversation, it was a story about how you met this uh, I don't mean to put put his nationality out there, it doesn't really matter, but he was a an <laughs> brother. And you've really talked some very kinky things. I mean, cause cause today. With the, the masculine, feminine energy that's running around. And I was saying, let's talk about that. I want to talk about that. And you was like, no, no, no. I got a story that shows like me being dominant, like domineering to a man. Like I made this man my female dog. I said, what? Oh, no, nah, let's talk about that, baby. So let's talk about that. I want to hear about this.
4: So before I start the conversation, yes. I have to ask you, like I asked Robin, are you vanilla?
0: Okay, so quick answer is no, I'm chocolate. And then sexually, hell no, I'm not vanilla. Continue.
4: All right, so for the audience who doesn't know, when someone asks you, are you vanilla? Basically, they're asking you, are you into kinky sex? Are you into bondage? I mean, it doesn't have to be all of that, but are you into things that are not just missionary and you being on your back and that's it? So... I dated someone for like almost two years, and he was into uh, dom, dom, me being the dom, and he wanted me to slap him around, and he wanted me to call him my. B- In that episode, I discuss because I don't
0: know if you mentioned it. Did you mention it? <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't. Write. <laughs> Stop it. I'm sorry. Oh, come on. I'm I'm just trying to be quiet so the world can hear this. I got you on mute and everything. Talk about something, I? No, I didn't hear nothing. You tell America, okay? I am here to talk after you tell the kinky story. Come on.
4: You can't, like, your face. You messed me up. That's how Antoine was, too.
0: Let me get my lotion. One second. No, I'm just playing. come on. Come on.
4: (laughs) <laughs> All right. So in the episode, I discussed um, some of the things that we were into. And when we were actually on break on the episode, I didn't know that the guys were able to hear me. So I was talking to my co-host, Robin, and I was telling her, she was like, wow, Tasha, that's some kinky stuff. And I was like, well, Robin, it's not. It's a little bit more kinky than what you think. I said, because it was a time when him and I had sex and he <laughs> on my foot. And licked up
0: the. <sighs> and you can can I get? Are you there? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I mean, listen. I mean, wait. Did you did you say the part about him basically uh cleaning it up off your feet?
4: I said he licked it up. Oh, you he, yeah, he licked it up. Cause see that that's that's the part where for he me put, he opened his. Whole mouth and put my
0: foot in his
4: mouth. Yes.
0: Hey yo, what the this that palette right here? This is crazy. I mean, all right, hold up. So first of all, what is what what's a foot doctor called? A podiatrist. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go see one? <laughs> did you go see what like at least two days after like yo doc yo this man just (laughs) he just on my toes like what's going on no
4: but i was in shock for like a couple of days i'm not gonna lie because that was something that i have never like experienced like i'm used to him he would like i would put on like the thigh high boots and he would like kneel and kiss him and want me to slap him and stuff like that but That I was not ready for.
3: Hey, yo, what the f? This is a polish right here. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an announcement. Hold up a second. Girl, you see that fine ass brother in those doodles, St. Jordans? (laughs) Face of a god, but feet of a toilet. Fellas, don't be
0: dusty. Check me out. Yeah, I like to tell people that I am. One of the best dressed men in Essence County, but guess what? Like I said, I'm one of them. Here's another one of them. All right, he is the one and only Matches Malone. He has one of the best segments in Essence County running, and he's gonna do it on the late night flight. It's called "Don't Be Dusty." Matches, why are we asking people not to be dusty?
2: Um, I just think that it's a, it's a matter of self importance. Yes. Um, there's an opportunity uh for yourself, but also the eyes that are looking. Yeah. Um. You know, we just, aesthetically, we just want to make sure that everything around us is beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I agree with that. Yeah. I I like to look at beautiful things. Yeah, so, you know, do your part. Don't yes. litter. Don't be dusty. Same thing. I agree. Yeah, so... What are we doing? I thought we were doing something about uh summer dresses. Oh yeah. So so this for the for the people this time is it's warming up. Yep. Uh for those out there, and so uh it's it's sundress season. Yes. Which is a beautiful season. It's a beautiful It's a beautiful, thing. beautiful season. But oh. I just want to make sure that you, you know, the, the females out there that's partaking the yes. sundress season are, are partaking appropriately. Okay. So um for my slick for my slim thick girls out there, my slick girls out there, make sure that your uh your sundress is fitting appropriately. Um So the sundress is supposed to Just kind of drape over You kind of see the You know the cheeks jiggle A little bit Just kind of give you A nice little drape Kind of give you a silhouette Of the shape So you can appreciate it When you know When the wind blows Or when you get that Get that stride going So So uh, it's good to get that illusion As a man That illusion
0: of that shape You don't know what it is But you kind of know What it is That type of feel
2: Yeah and I know these things Come like small, medium, large Or whatever the case may be So it's not necessarily sized perfectly for everybody But make sure you get the one That's most appropriately sized for you Because you know If you kind of slip out there on the slim side, and it's it's too big, and you look like you got a pillowcase with uh you know pillowcase over with some spaghetti straps. You know? Got make it. Sure, make got sure it. that you uh, you got it size properly, so you you can still kind of catch that figure a little bit. Well, what
0: about if they're a little bit more voluptuous?
2: Um, no, that's cool. Same thing, even better. Just make sure it's size properly because it's not a body con kind of dress; it's a sundress, right, you know. So it's right. supposed to accentuate the silhouette. So we don't we don't want to see your crevices. We don't wanna see crevices and wrinkles, you know, um, uh, and hugging. We wanna see, you know, flowy dresses and just ca- catching a glimpse of, uh, 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 of the drapery.
0: What with a hug. if they're, cause I know we talked about the slim thick, but what if they're just slim, like olive oil slim, though?
2: Well, I mean, then again, like, you know, there's different strokes with different folks, so maybe the sundress isn't for you. Okay. So then, I mean, make, you know, when you're in the store, make the assessment. Okay. Uh, You know, take a look at take a good look at yourself. Take a good look of a, at the model that you're seeing it in that inspired you to take a look at that and be real. Is that me? Is that similar? Is that representative of of what I got going on? And do I have that? Is that made for? And if it's not, it's okay because it. there are other things. Right, there are other things that are, are more appropriate that are for you. Not everything is for everybody. And I know sundresses and the sundresses are popular and especially not I know that, you know, in the summertime it get hot. Right. Just got just right. like throw something on, kind right. of flowy. But you know, like again, like, just make sure that is for you. What type of assessment for
0: men that they should go through when when like you know, we're dealing with the summer, we're dealing with the spring, summer going Yo, on.
2: Yeah, so you know, it's t-shirt, tank top season out here. So, right, you know, make right. sure, you know, if you're gonna go with the tank. Yeah. You 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 you're tanking appropriately, you know. Okay. Tanking for everybody, you right? Know, you, you you usually want to see someone a little bit more, you know. No 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 but pause. But you know, a little more meat on their bones. You know what I'm saying. Okay, we I'll, don't I'll... want to see no skeletons out here. You know I'm saying. <laughs> we want to, you know, we don't want to see, you know, ribs. Like ribs is not something that, you know, I should I shouldn't be assess your, your uh your your nutrition your diet. Yeah. Off of that, you know. So make sure that you uh. Are aesthetically appropriate for the tank. You know, Understood. and it's okay. It's sleeves are sleeves are cool. Sleeves are cool. Sleeves are cool. Sleeves sleeves are cool. Are f- I was a sleeve guy. Right. You know, I was right. a sleeve guy for a long time. I was, and I knew I was, and I was okay with that. Yeah. Cause sleeves work for me. You know, so, you know, if, if, if sleeves work for you, you'll know, go out there and be the best sleeve man you can be. If tanks work for you, you know what I mean? Go out there you know, show it off. You know, and, and, and just and just find the balance. I think that's the most important thing with, with all of this. And the, the don't be dusty, it's just finding the balance of aesthetic and appropriateness.
3: Thank you for flying the late night flight. Shout out to all the pilots who contribute to the fastest rising podcast. If you want to contribute, DM us at the late night flight.
0: Mm, mm, mm. Mm.
5: Okay, this is good. We're good.
0: At the Blueprint Cafe. Mm.
5: Blueprint Mm. Cafe. Blueprint Cafe. All right. All right, people.
0: We are live. We are live at the Blueprint Cafe. You are live with me. Of course, you're a pilot, Nassau Nuru, but I do. I do. I need to let the people know. There are times where I need to reach my chi and I want you to do it with me. And I need some help. I'm not gonna lie to you, I need help. That's why I have Lee the Fairy here. Ladies and gentlemen, my spiritual herbalist, your spiritual herbalist. She's gonna give us a collective reach. She's gonna give us our energy of the day. Please follow her on Instagram at Lee the Fairy. That's L-E-I-T-H-E-F-A-I-R-I-E. But please you go ahead. Give us that spirituality, love.
5: Thank you. So before we begin, all the listeners, I need you all to just tap into that breath. I need you to breathe in strongly through your nose, wherever you are. I don't care what you're doing, breathe in strongly through the nose and exhale loudly through the mouth. I'll be using my deck here, the Chakra Insight Oracle. And we're gonna begin. So today what I'm seeing here is we need to have the card I have is will and then I'm also seeing here Oh, I have reversed home So let me get into what this means. Right now, we are being called to step into our will to have self-control. We need to be assertive with the things we want and what we are requiring because you are the only person who knows the direction over your life. If you are not expressing this direction, if you are not having self-control for the things you want and allowing others to sway you, there it will be a problem You will start being regretful You will be resentful You will be looking at people As if they owe you something And no one owes you anything You are responsible For, your, for stepping into your assertiveness For using your voice When you need a sense of direction If you are feeling like you have none It means it's time for you to take a break And re- regain that inspiration And find it again And that's what I see here The home card Some of us need to be Nurturing to ourselves We have a card here That's reminding us that what does our shelter look like? What does safety mean for us? How are we demonstrating warmth? How are we loving on ourselves? Does our home reflect that? How are we nurturing the direction that we are trying to go? And, and I'm going to just let you all think about what that means for you Because it's going to be different for everyone And that's the beauty of it We are not one and the same We are all different coming together So when I ask you How are you asserting the direction over your life What are you doing? How are you expressing that? And every step that you take throughout the day How is that an expression of what you want for yourself? And this is what the cards are showing me it's showing me that we need to step into that comfort It's okay to rest I know you're trying to go hard I know it's things you want But you cannot reach a burnout From, from ignoring that nurturing side of yourself Some of us, especially women, I'm seeing We're carrying this, this this over-masculine energy Where we feel we cannot accept help from anyone And this card is showing me There is nurture and help There is safety in help there is, you have to trust, and above all, you have to speak. And before I end, if you follow chakras, what these cards are showing me is working on that throat chakra, and then also your root chakra. This is your stability. Where are you feeling that your stability is threatened and who is threatening it? Because you have the power over your life And my last card I see is insight Having that understanding Having that that awareness and that self-evaluation Check yourself before you allow anyone else to check you for you You have to be self-aware You have to be mindful of what you're saying You have to be mindful of how you're talking to yourself and rebuild that home and this is what the journey is today the energy of the day is showing me you have to practice self-evaluation to know what you need to build a stable foundation and and take control be assertive and be very direct with with what you need out of your life and i'm going to end it there if if you you know if this reading resonates with you amazing if it doesn't Keep it in your pocket and pull it out later because it's going to show up later, okay? And I'm here if you have any questions or if you like a one-on-one session.
0: Hey yo, what the this is some palette right here.